Our nuts and bolts segments getting a few people talking, by the way. Might be making its way into a few dressing rooms. Oh. Just a little bit of feedback I got during the week. Carlton or Melbourne around Clary. <laughs> yeah. I think there are a few different parties that weren't wrapped that that situation got brought back up. Okay. A couple of a couple of phone calls. Did part of your thinking on Sunday at the footy go to what if Clary Oliver was running around in this midfield for Carlton? There's a lot of thoughts when I watch Carlton play. That wasn't one of them. Uh, what do you got for me? I want to talk about Tom Mitchell as the ultimate relationships trade. Good one. So take you back to 2021. At the end of that season, Hawthorne is driving him out. Well aware of what's happening under Sam Mitchell. He's just taken the reins from Alistair Clarkson in what was a messy handover. Oof. Mitchell has two years left on his deal at that stage. And, and Sam Mitchell knows that he's not part of his future plans. And if we can get a first round pick for Tom Mitchell, we're going to take it. And Tom was a big Clarko man. Yeah. Not to say that he wasn't a big Mitchell man, but Clarko is the one that got him across. And he obviously won a Brownlow underneath him. I think there yep. are a few players, including him and Jager, that weren't wrapped with the messy handover. Yeah. So he probably saw it coming to a degree. Yeah, the leaders at the time. I think Ben McAvoy was probably the biggest one at that stage that really yep. was frustrated with what happened. And yeah, I'm not sure exactly where Tom sat, but he was a Clark, well, a big Clarko guy. He stays, plays 2022. And then, as you said, he starts finding himself out of the midfield. Yep. I remember asking him in Darwin at a community camp saying, is this where you see yourself? And he was fully committed and being the team man that he was, was happy to play that role. But I think as the second half of the year wore on, the fact that his centre bounces went from 70% in 21 to just around 50% of centre bounce attendances in 2022 started to wear on him a bit. And he started to look around and think, maybe this is not the best place for my future. Get to the later parts of 2022, Tom Mitchell was initiating the move himself. So end of 21, it's Hawthorne-led. Now in 2022, it's Tom Mitchell-led. Who's his manager at this stage? Tom Petroro. Right, because Tom's been through a couple of managers, right? Yes, he's he a different has. one at Sydney. Mullen? Yep, that's right. Phil Mullen. Tom Petroro is a big part of this as well. So it's a, yep. it's a, it's a pertinent point that you raise. So he for also, those who haven't listened to the tradies much before, or I just need a quick reminder, Tom Petroro, head of TLA, yep. which uh, manage... Probably sixty percent plus of AFL footballs. Around that, former boss Craig Kelly, who is yep. now, of course, CEO of Collingwood. Tom Petroro, along with Paul Connors, the two biggest heavy hitter player managers in the game. Yeah, if you want to get something done, you go to them. And whereas Craig Kelly was the boss of TLA or the big boss, he was very hands off in terms of the player movement. But Tom Petroro yep. was—he's probably got well 30, 40 players under his own watch. Yep. But then when every other trade comes in at TLA, he's very hands on around the manoeuvring there. He's he's the boss of the player movement at they, TLA, Tom Petroro. They also manage more than 50% of the senior coaches, which yes. makes it interesting. Yeah, one of those is Craig McRae mm-hmm. at Collingwood. Tom Petroro at TLA, his group also manages Tim Taranto, who is managed directly by Matt Bain. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time Tim Taranto is weighing up a move, settles on Richmond. Collingwood also had some interest. So my read on this was that Tim Taranto was looking at Collingwood or Richmond at the time to return to Victoria yep. out of the Giants, settles on the Tigers, but the need for Collingwood to get a centre bounce midfielder is still there. Every time Craig McRae spoke in press conferences last year, it was we're 17th ranked in centre bounces. It's a big hole in our side right now. We need to get more area through this. This is where this started to pick up. So whereas Taranto goes to Richmond, the TLA management group think, well, hang on, you still need a centre bounce midfielder. What about Tom Mitchell? So this is, I just want to stop you just for a second, because I think for our listeners, this is where it gets super interesting. And that is the impact that the bigger play managers can have in pulling the strings yeah. in being puppeteers here is that they help bring people and clubs 
together. Oh, yep. well, he's actually going to go to go to another club. But what what we do have for you is we can we can give you Tom. Like I yep. think Tom's still of interest. Yeah, it's not just clubs hunting players. Yeah, it's clubs hunting players using tools like other clubs, Definitely. like player managers, like parents, like you know how can we find who is interested in coming yep. towards us? And Paul Connors and Tom Petroro are probably the two biggest players in that game when it comes to trade period. Yep, and I'm. You remember back to last year, Tom Mitchell, it was Collingwood or Bust. There was no other club linked to Tom Mitchell. Which is fascinating now, given how he's playing. Yeah. Like he's probably getting a game in 18 midfields, isn't he? Yeah, because he's playing as a pure centre bounce midfielder and playing his role. Whereas Hawthorne were playing him as a 50% centre bounce midfielder and yeah. finding him out in the wing half forward. Tom Batro manages Tom Mitchell. He also manages the entire Collingwood coaching structure. So <laughs> Sorry, Tom Batro. That's, that's funny. Tom Batro essentially put the Collingwood coaching structure together. Yep. So it's um, Brennan Bolton. Yep. It's Justin Lepich. Who was also, Brennan Bolton was also with Hawthorne yep. at the time. Justin, Justin Lepich. Scott Selwood. Scott Selwood. And the coach. Yep. Craig McCray. Then you've got Graham Wright as the list boss and head of footy at Collingwood who brought Tom Mitchell across to Hawthorne. So there's links everywhere From here. Sydney. Graham Wright walks into trade period day one. We ask a question because we're... It's doing the rounds at the moment that Collingwood are in talks with Tom Mitchell. It's sort of bubbling along. Graham Wright tries to hit it out of the park saying, no, there's nothing to see here. You know, Classic righty. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, classic righty. One of the best operators in, in footy, but loves a deflection. And then you fast forward that this was always in play because you've got the coach on board with the player manager who wants him. Yep. The player wants a fresh start in Tom Mitchell and the head of recruiting has a relationship with him from their time at Hawthorne together. mm the midfield coach, Brennan Bolton, big fan from their time at Hawthorne together. It just worked. Tom Mitchell gets to Collingwood in the last hour of trade period and now he's playing like one of the best midfielders in the competition again. It's amazing, really. The what if that hadn't happened. Mm. If he was stuck at Hawthorne. Yeah, and it's my belief, you might know more, but the Hawks are paying some of the, the deal yeah, I think for, that, yep. for Tom to play at Collingwood for one year. Yep. And the Similar fact to that what was, they're doing with Jager at Freo. Yep. And the fact that it was... Only one year left on the contract compared to the end of 2021 when he had two years left made the deal a little bit easier to get over the line given that he only had one year owing for 2023. Can I ask you a question getting slightly off topic, but I think it's a key question when it comes to trade. Do you think that coaches and clubs have an unhealthy obsession with getting rid of older players before they need to get rid of them? I think there's an element of that, definitely. I think players' papers are stamped too early. Like so, the argument that Hawthorne would have is that well, if if we kept O'Meara and Mitchell, then certain players aren't getting a gig in the midfield. And just on the Hawthorne, actually, that's the other thing I wanted to point out in this: they were eighteenth for centre clearances last year, and their midfield was ranked eighteenth in the competition by a lot of metrics. They're actually in the top five for a lot of metrics this year when you look at their actual pure midfield, Hawthorne. I just, I just, I have a. It's a bit of a bugbear of mine that clubs try to get. 15 years ago, it used to be, oh, guy's 34. <laughs> He's got two years left on his deal. We should probably be. Yeah. Now it's like when someone's 29. Oh, well, we've got these kids coming through. They might be as good. We should try to sort of phase them. It's like, no, just play your best team Yeah. every week and see what happens. No one thought Collingwood were going to go up the ladder like they did, and they have. And Collingwood held on to Pendlebury, Sidebottom, and those guys through that when at other clubs they may have had but, their papers stamped. Yeah, I just think, look, for footy – it makes a bit more sense because you've got the draft every year. So you're actually like forced by the rules to attempt to regenerate every year. Like you have to take a certain amount of draftees. The Australian cricket do it all the time. 
they're always trying to be like, oh no, we, we're leaving this guy out of the squad because we need to get the next generation through us. You guys don't have a draft. Yeah. Why? The guy could play till he's 50 if he's still making runs. Who cares? Yeah. In America, they... they yeah, sign. Yeah, good point. No, no, no. Keep going. No, that's fair. I like it. That's fair. In Overseas, in Europe and the US in sports, yeah. they don't have the obsession with people's age. We do now here heaps. Yeah. And I, it just it frustrates me. And to play devil's advocate on that for Hawthorne, as you said, McKenzie's probably playing on a wing or half forward. Cam McKenzie, now he's playing midfield. Josh Ward, the same. Will Day. Yeah, Will Day is probably playing at halfback still. Now he's centre bounce midfield. No, nah, but Mitch, you, you can have lots of midfielders. Yeah. Western Bulldogs won the flag in 2016 playing 16 midfields. Yeah. You find room for them if they're good enough. It doesn't mean at 29, 30, 31, you have to start shipping off ball winning midfielders because you think their time's up. I just, re- anyway. I'm in the minority. I'll admit that. I'm just saying. That's my perspective. And we maybe we should do a nuts and bolts on Jagger and Mira because I think if Hawthorne had their time again, they would have only lost one of Mitchell and O'Meara. Well, they wouldn't have lost Mitchell, O'Meara, and Gunston. Yeah. That was that was a mistake, losing all three. But the O'Meara thing happened so quick that it was almost like a runaway train. Yeah. We should do nuts and bolts on Jagger and O'Meara. Because I think the, the, they were sort of had their mind, had their set head around Mitchell leaving late in the year. You know, if a club came calling like Collingwood did, that went. But the O'Meara one really came up only with two or three weeks left around the wedding for Cornelia. And if you've got a suggestion for either nuts and bolts or anything else you'd like to hear about, hit us up on Twitter or via Instagram. It's at Tradies Podcast. Uh, any good journal will tell you that it's always good when someone else gives some ideas or does their work mm. for them. So if you can give us suggestions. Especially voice memos. We love voice memos. 